Well, how are we doing, guys? <laughs> doing great. Doing great, guys. Doing great. Nice to hear your voice. John, thanks for having us on. Uh, I've had this question. I've asked it a couple times, and uh, I'm glad that I actually have the opportunity because I wasn't in line last time, so I missed out on it. I spoke with both Mark and Jamie about this, and in our industry, we have a different realm of leadership than in the corporate world, you know, kind of like we're nonprofit, but we're not. But I know you've got the, the five levels of leadership, but really in our industry, we've got a sixth level, which is the monetary level. And that's basically that they follow our leadership as long as it's positively impacting their bank account. And if it's not, that's when we run into the problems like what Justin was just talking about, where people get something planted in their head where grass is greener on the other side, and they decide to jump somewhere else and do damage. So how do we lead a group of people based on a monetary level of leadership? Well, it's a terrific question. Um, first of all, my answers just won't cover everybody. Uh, money makes people do very funny things. And I've watched over the years good people, I mean really good people, who somehow felt that they didn't get the money they deserved or uh, somehow that, you know, it, it didn't work out for them. And I, I've watched them turn. I, I really have. And um, when I've watched that and observed that, I just, um, I just realized that money changes people. And that's a very sad thing, but it's a very true thing. And they get in direct marketing because they want freedom. They want they get joined you because, you know, they see a, a financial path to freedom, which is all good and wonderful. And I've also realized that when they don't do as well financially, they never look at themselves and say, I wonder if I quit doing what I'm supposed to be doing so I quit making what I'm supposed to be making. And they always look at they want to blame someone, and usually it's the it's who the it's who the leader is. Uh, I think that the answer to that, again, I've never done that because I've not been in your shoes. So I'm telling you how I think I would do it. I'm not telling you how I have done it. But I think upfront expectations are really important. And the more I, I lead and the longer I lead, the more I'm convinced that the only way to lead people is on the front end, have honest conversation with them. And you've heard me talk about that in direct marketing already as far as this isn't going to be as easy as you think. It's not going to be as quick as you think. Um, there are going to be problems. There are going to be challenges. You're going to have some misfires, that whole deal. But I think I would address the money issue and, uh, and, and basically in saying the money, talking about the money, I would just share with them that how many people you have watched in your life who that was their motivation for being in the business and that was the reason they stayed in the business and how that so many of them flamed out of that business because they didn't live beyond that or have a purpose bigger than that. I was just yesterday, uh, or yeah, it was yesterday. Uh, I was in uh, Atlanta with the John Maxwell Company, and we had uh, a, a real good conversation. And we had the CEO of uh, Meyer with us, and I was teaching these leaders. Uh, the six motivations of people. In fact, I'm going to do a little bit of that teaching uh, this evening in our next call. It's something I've just been literally developing in the last in the last week. I've, I've been playing with the motivations for the last few months, but I keep working it and massaging it and making it a little bit bigger, hopefully a little bit better. 
And one of those motivations is money. And so we, it, Rick and I were having a, the CEO of, of Meyer. We were having a, the, the big grocery chain. We, we were having a conversation after my teaching, and he was talking about people that do things for money, and how that uh, if 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 that is their ultimate cause, uh, they never get really settled. And the reason they never get settled is if they make enough money to be um, uh, have some optional spending, et cetera. They basically stop growing their business because they're in it for money. And and then, of course, if they're talking in the place that you you were talking about where they're not doing well, then then it's a situation where you know who 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 do I blame? And I think that um, I think that upfront expectations won't solve your problems, but they'll clarify them. And what I mean by that is that when they come to that position where they're not making enough money, so hey, they're no longer following you or they're going to go somewhere else or, or be somewhere else, I, I think that you it gives you an opportunity to come back and have the second conversation with them. Uh, I used to do that as a, as a pastor when I would have a staff member to leave and go to, quote, a, a better opportunity. I'd always have a kind of an exit dinner with them, private dinner, and I'd just sit down and thank them for what they'd done for me, but then I would let them know they were in a leadership bubble, that they that things that they have been able to do in my congregation because of my leadership, they may not be able to do in the next place. And I just said, I want you to do better, but I want you to be prepared if you're not to understand that that you have been, you know, feast feasting off of off of the off of the good stuff that, that we provide in our organization because we have pretty decent leadership. And uh, it just allowed me to have that conversation for them as as they left. People do not realistically see themselves. Uh, When I did counseling, uh, I just came to the conclusion very early that that people that sat there across from me as they talked about their issues, by and large, 90% of them didn't see their issues as they really were. They they saw them through their personal grid, which was, was not exactly accurate. And as a leader, you just have to understand that this is a reality in your life. And people come, people go. They're coming in, they're going out. It's that revolving door. The question is who's coming in, who's going out. But you're going to lose some good ones. And I've lost some that have just broken my heart. And uh, I've, 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 I, you know, some of my greatest regrets in leadership is I not only lost some of the organization, I've had people who have left me and, and um, turned against me and, and felt that I did them wrong. And even when I reached out to ask forgiveness or apologize, I, I still never got back to where I wanted to get in a relationship with him. And that's the difficult part of leadership. And there's no way to, uh, to, uh, there's no way to get around that. There's, there's no way to avoid that. That's just um, the downside, the tough side of leadership. And so as you're listening to my conversation tonight, and I'm trying to just share with you. I, I just want you to know I, I've been there, and I've lost people. I haven't lost people because of the money deal, because I wasn't in, in the same business. But, but I've lost good people, and uh, some of them felt that I was the problem and I was the reason they left. And some of them I was able to help and bring back, or some of them I was at least able to help them continue the relationship. And there are a few that that uh, I never was able. But I think here's the main point. I can't determine uh, always that that I'm going to be able to make everybody happy or keep everybody. But I can determine to do the right thing for people. 
And uh, as I look back at all of my leadership life, uh, the few times I've done wrong to somebody, uh, I went and asked forgiveness and apologized and, and changed my way so that I didn't do it again. But uh, today, if you said there and said, John, name one person in your leadership, and I've had tens and tens of thousands of people that you would like to sit down and ask forgiveness because you felt that you did something wrong to them, I couldn't name anybody. But but I have gone to many and asked forgiveness because I did do something wrong. But I, I, you just got to keep a clear account, gang. I, 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 it's the only way to live. It's just the only way to lead people is to do right and, and be right and treat them right. And uh, they, they don't always see it that way, and I can't determine that. I really can't. But I'm not going to, as we were talking on the last call, Justin, I'm not, I'm not going to get in the mud with them. And, and here, I'm not going to take it personal. When people uh, leave me, I, I wish them well. But I don't look at me and say, boy, John, you know, <laughs> you just are a terrible leader. No, there are just some people that can't be led. And there are some people that are just very immature. And uh, they just are never going to see the big picture. They're not going to see it as they should, and so therefore they're going to to leave us. So anyway, hopefully that gives you a little bit of help. 